0: This is Travel Better Podcast, episode 19. Ski California. I love that Sierra sludge in the sunshine. I'm your host, Leslie Lello, and it's time to get going. So sit back, hit that cruise control, and enjoy the show. But before you do, I have to mention something. I am testing out mics, and the one I tested out this week is totally jacked. But I didn't... I really liked the show that I did. And... It's my podcast, so I'm leaving it up. I apologize for the crapola sound, and I hope it doesn't piss you off too much. I will do better next week. Anyway, enjoy the show, if you can, or skip to the next one if it really bothers you. Alright. Alright, alright, alright. I already finished my passion fruit tea that I was drinking, my iced passion fruit tea, but I am ready to start recording this. I just uh, have been putting it off a bit um, this week. But anyway, we talked about skiing last week, and we're going to talk about skiing this week, or snowboarding, or places to go that provide that place. And this time we're talking about California skiing. Uh, if you're not into skiing, you should still listen, because this it, it makes for good road trips and good exploring anyway, because California is a great, (laughs) did you hear how always said that, it's like, if you watch SNL from like a couple years ago, California, I lived there (laughs) for seven years, and I think I talk like that a little bit, and that's why I find that sketch really funny, but maybe I'll put a link up in my my notes um, to the Californians on SNL, on Hulu, but anyway, so so i'm sorry if i sometimes say my words weird um anyway california makes for some beautiful road trips and beautiful mountains and okay deserts i'm not as thrilled with the deserts the arizona desert the arizona deserts are okay i'll stop i'll stop they're much more beautiful in my opinion it's really weird you cross the border into arizona It's prettier in that desert than it was like five feet on the other side of the border in California. But that's not the subject of today's podcast. Today's podcast, we're talking about skiing in California, skiing the Sierras, and I'm going to be running through three areas, distinct areas within California. There's a lot more. Trust me, you can just up and down that state. There are tons of mountains where you can go to have fun and play in the snow, and then a lot of them are like two hours away from where you can go and play on a beach or play in the desert. So I'm not going to run through all of them. Here are the three areas that I'm going to go through today. One is Big Bear slash Snow Summit, which is by Los Angeles, and I'll also mention a couple other places by the in the Los Angeles area. The second is Mammoth mountain and slash June Mountain, which is another great place to visit, and it's a great road trip from L.A. I'm not, I don't know about from San Francisco, but it's pretty much an equal trip to both places. And then there's Lake Tahoe, way, way up north, Northern California, Uh, and that's also a gorgeous place to ski with great snow. So let's get rolling. Big Bear! Big Bear and Snow Summit. Big Bear and Snow Summit, oh and there's my dog making squeaky noises because he always has to have his input on all of my my podcasts. So Big Bear is, I really miss LA because I could have my life in LA and hang out on the beach and have 70 degree weather year round. But then I could, when I felt like dropping all that and playing in the snow, I could go over to Mammoth. I'm sorry, not Mammoth. Big, well, I could go to Mammoth, but if I just had, you know, like a couple hours I wanted to make a day trip, I could go to Big Bear and Snow Summit, and which is out by the Redlands. So if you go through San Bernardino, if you go east of L.A., like way east, not, um, you'll eventually get to Redlands, and then you start going up the mountains, switchbacks, all that, and you'll get up to Big Bear. So, Big Bears, uh, they're, they're not as big as the mountains up in Northern California, but they definitely do the trick in terms of, satisfi- for me, for satisfying that desire to ski or snowboard. I did, at the time when I was in California, I was snowboarding, so um, I did I used to snowboard there and ski there, and I really, not snowboard well, but I would snowboard. And um, it was really a great day. I love, well, you know, I'm from the East Coast, so I'm used to going out and skiing. And I love the East Coast hard pack where you're out there and it's overcast and you can't really see. But it's fun. In California, it's, and especially in Southern California, when you go out skiing, it's more snow, typically. And the weather is this weather that, first of all, I'd always see ski videos and it was always the Rockies and everything like Warren Miller where they're they're skiing in these like tank tops or, you know, maybe with gloves on and a t-shirt and you'd be like, how are they doing that? And you couldn't even fathom how people would go out like that when I'm used to East Coast skiing, which is always bundled up, you know, to your eyeballs. So the nice thing about skiing in Southern California is that it's very much like that. I My favorite days were when it was sunny because I would go there and it would be brisk out so you're all bundled up still. Or maybe you're in a light. I had like a windbreaker type jacket that I could layer underneath, and which is actually perfect for Southern California because you do get hot. You get sweaty because the runs you take are short. But I'd be sitting on the chairlift and as you're sitting on the chairlift and you're all warm from, you know, your last run, then the sun is on you, definitely bring sunblock, the sun is on you, warming you up, and so it's cold and brisk and everything, but you're still also kind of toasty from the sun, and it just feels so perfect to me, that's like another perfect moment of my, perfect skiing moments, I've covered a few of them in my various podcasts, but that's a perfect skiing moment for me, where like, you're having a great time skiing, and then you get on the lift, and it's like, ah, sunshine, it also helps with the visibility, and as they do get a lot of snow up there, you also get a lot of giant piles of snow at the end of the day. So, going specifically to Big Bear, Big Bear they market more as a snowboarding mountain, and Snow Summit they market more as a skiing mountain. And that's because Big Bear has more trick areas where they have parks where you can do uh, jumps and things like that. I used to go skiing through the places that had jumps and it never really bothered me and I didn't feel like I was really bothering other play- people. I've been to other mountains where they get all, hey, what's the skier doing here just skiing down through our park? And I never got that from from Big Bear. And I did also find that Snow Summit was a great mountain to ski too. So I, I really enjoyed it. I never did jumps on a snowboard. Actually, it was funny. I was was really, really a beginner on snowboarding when I would go to Big Bear and so it was probably more of a nuisance to the snowboarders because I wasn't moving a lot of the time. I was just kind of sitting there going like, wow, that really hurt that last fall. And then I'd sit there for five minutes and then get up again and get about, like, 100 feet further and, like, fall again and I'd be probably in somebody's way, it's a lot better for me skiing down those things where I could just keep moving. So now you know why I just skied now, because I just wanted to stop sitting on the side of a mountain. Not that that is not fun. It can be very fun and just, you know, relaxing there. But anyway, that's Big Bear and that's Snow Summit and one thing that i'd like to mention i want to give a shout out to grayson at the big bear hostel which is the first place and the only place i've stayed up there because again when i started in california i was i've always been really into hostels but i was especially in the hostels then i moved to california and when i moved to la i actually stayed in the hostel for two weeks while i found my apartment so when i went to big bear the first time i stayed at the hostel there and i met this guy named grayson with this great half wolf dog and I had such a good time and the dog was really nice and um, I can I didn't have a dog at the time but I can't imagine you being able to bring a dog into a hostel like that because it is kind of close but even and it was awesome when I was there and that was before he did all the renovations on it so now it's got this great porch and everything and it actually it used to feel like you were just staying in somebody's house that had a few bunk beds now it feels like a legitimate hostel and it's he did a really cool job with it. I recommended it to my cousin and he really liked it too. So look up. I'm putting the link on the, the show notes for today. So you can go up to Big Bear Hostel it's BigbearHostel.com and you can stay there and it's really reasonable for the area. And the other thing that's cool about going to Big Bear and Mountain High versus uh, the bigger mountains up in up north, like Mammoth and Lake Tahoe is that the the Tickets, while well, everywhere skiing is fairly expensive, they are reasonable, and you can get a weekend and not break the bank. And with the hostel, you can stay, and it's not you're not going to break the bank. And if you live in Southern California and you get your pass, even if you buy it right before the season, it's not going to be crazy expensive. Of course, like most ski resorts and, and um, snow resorts, the best time to buy your season ticket is the springtime before. So the best time going, we're going into the ski season now, the best time to have bought your ski season pass for um, for Big Bear and, and Snow Summit, which, by the way, they're connected, so you can use your season pass at both of them, would have been last March when you can, and they let you get the last bit of the season in for free, not for free, but once you have your season pass for next year, you can see that the rest of that season on that season pass for next year and you get the entire next year. So, that's a really great way to do it and the most financially reasonable. So, I have to also mention that I have gotten stuck up in up in Big Bear cuz it is a steep switchback and they do want you to bring chains. Uh, I have a Saturn, so I had to have these things called spider spikes, which I've used three times, and they were like $400 to buy, but, and the, one of the times, actually every time I've used it, it's been, nope, not every time, I did use it once in Arizona, but the other two times I used my spider spikes were always going or returning from ski resorts in California. So it's a a steep switchback, and they won't let you leave if you don't have chains, and it snows, and it ices, and all that stuff. I've never had that happen on the East Coast, so I was a bit aghast when they said, no, you cannot leave, but all that meant was I had to stay, and, oh, it broke my heart. I had to ski some more in the gorgeous snow that had just fallen, so so that was fine with me. Um, so that's Big Bear and Snow Summit, and just bring chains. You can go up there in the wintertime, and... I'm going to talk, since we're talking about L.A. a little bit, where I'm going to tell you about the other couple options I investigated while I was living in L.A. I think Big Bear, if you only want to travel a couple hours, Big Bear and Snow Summit are the best options. Um, And the night, there's a little bit of a nightlife in in the town. There's a few fast food places, but it's not like huge, huge. But it's a good, you'll have a fun time there, especially you go with friends and you can just relax at the hostel or wherever you want to stay. They have cabins up there build a fireplace all that all, you know fire in the fireplace but you can also try there's a, another other another other snow mountain called out that way out east of LA called mountain high and I went there once I went there a few times because I also did I was a, a did promotional marketing, and I worked for Sobe for a while, and we pro- did some promotions out in Mountain High, and I wasn't on the mountain at that time, but it was very, it's very snowboardy, It's a very, that's very much the vibe, I didn't see many skiers there, tons of jumps, tons of, you know, parks and everything, uh, and I, I eventually did go back, and I did snowboard, it was like the end, end, end of the season there. And it was literally slush. I think that was the last time I snowboarded. It was literally slush, which for me on a snowboard made it kind of nice. I liked it because it was soft and it actually made it for me easier to turn. But I had like a crazy fall where I just banged my head and my butt, and I was like, and I knew something was not in alignment anymore. And I'm like, I think I'll just stick with skiing. I'm just clearly not gonna do it so but it was a good day I had fun I liked it and again I love my warm skiing weather and everything but I just it and everybody was really nice it was a bit of a young crowd um, you know I'd say under 30 most of the people uh, but it was a great time and uh, a little bit smaller than Big Bear even and Snow Summit but it was a good time I feel like they have more Festivities there, but that also might be because I did promotions there, and we were part of the festivities for that. So uh, we went to events there that were specifically for snow, like the snowboarding population. That would make it even more fun to go play in the snow for a day. Now, the other place that I'm going to mention is Mount Baldy. If you're looking for an inexpensive place to ski that's even closer, it's the closest to LA, and it, but it's still east. Um, I would say Mount Baldy, but it has very questionable conditions. They don't make snow on it. And it's like they got like this crotchety two-seater that goes to the top. And it's really steep. So you're dealing with a lot of elements that you wouldn't have to deal with at other mountains and I'm going to confess I have never skied Mount Baldy though I did consider it a few times and they sometimes have pretty cool deals even on top of their already cheap price but I only rode the chairlift a couple times uh, just to sightsee and it was usually fall or spring and it's a beautiful place to do that if you want to just go for the day and take take a ride up there. I don't know if they let civilians, non-skier non non-ski or snowboarder people go during the the ski season, but I know other times of the year you can just hop on, and it's a really beautiful view, and it's a nice day, and you can go hiking, so, but it's really high up too, so, and that closes too, so if they have really heavy snow, bad weather, there was one day where I tried to go up with a friend, and we couldn't go all the way up to the mountain because they had had a terrible storm, and the roads were closed or had been washed away, and so he and I just went hiking for the day, and that was really great too, So, Mount Baldy is another place to explore. Okay, moving on. Mammoth Mountain, I love Mammoth, love Mammoth. It's, oh, Mammoth, it's so much bigger than the mountains in the south, and it's only five hours away, and it's such a pretty drive after you get off the five in LA, and you continue on 395. And it's got nice deep powder and especially in the in the morning morning the runs are so much fun it has a gondola and you can just ride the gondola and I mean you can go up to the top and do your crazy bumps and your and you know, jump off cliffs and stuff that's not me but I like riding the gondola and watching people jump off cliffs and do crazy bumps and all that so you it has a variety of places I'd say if you're a beginner I you I would Mm, it's pricey. If you're a beginner, sure, do Mammoth. You have the budget, you have your friends coming. It's a fun time. It's just, it is a Mammoth Mountain. You're paying for the Mammoth. You're paying for the crazy deep powder. I mean, they'll get 100 inches in one storm. It's insane. And that was the other time I had to use my my uh, spider spikes when going up to Mammoth. Uh, one of the times where you have to just drive up, the last bit of it is just a steep road and you have to just steady steep though. It's not windy, curvy, but I they made me put my, my, uh, spikes on and that was probably a good idea though. Cause it was really deep and really slippery. So there's multiple lodges all over the mountain. There's a beginning area, um, called Eagle. I have snowboarded there. And again, I kind of felt like I wasted, my, I did I don't know, like, it was a waste of a day where I could have been all over the mountain, but instead I did, like, three runs and got exhausted and went really slow <laughs> in the beginner area. And I'm like, this is such a waste. So I, I'd i say maybe wait until practice. If you're coming from uh, the south, you practice on mountain high, you practice on Big Bear, you practice on Snow Summit. And then once you get your your feet ready... For the bigger mountains and a little bit maybe like an easier intermediate runs or all circle runs, simple runs, you can go back, to go over to Mammoth. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but that's how I would approach it if you are going to do it, unless your friends are going and then just go and have a good time. But uh, the other option is to go to a mountain called June Mountain, which again, it's it's not, they're not that much less expensive than, than Mammoth. But you'll get less people there, and so it might be easier to learn too. And I always said, this was my fantasy about becoming a snowboarder. I had it, I sw- seriously, I snowboarded every single year for like since I was 16, and that's a lot of years. So <laughs> I'm not gonna say my age, but that's a lot of years up until like, I don't know, I left California, and California. I swear that's the last time I say it that way. And so I when I was living in L.A., my fantasy was I'll go up to Mammoth one of the times, but I won't ski Mammoth. I'll ski June Mountain, which is the mountain next door, which is a lot smaller, has less people, costs less, and they seem to have a good ski program, ski school program. So, And, and for me, when I'm learning, I don't like people around me because I feel like I'm either going to run into them or because I'm kind of erratic in my ability to steer on a snowboard. I didn't. Want them to be in my way because I was like, I might run over them. I don't know. I don't go that fast, but I, it, or I might crash myself in order to not run over them. So I was like, June Mountain would be perfect. I do my five days. I'll be in good shape when I get up there, so I'll make sure that I can last those five days. But that fantasy never happened, but I'm sharing it with you because I thought that I think that if you are a beginner and you're like, you don't, you have the option of going to June. And they, they should have good snow, I think. They, they will have excellent snow because they're right in that mammoth area. It's not like you can be like, oh, they're a smaller mountain, so they're not going to be as good. You should have solid snow, solid grooming, and be happy that you're there. So that's another option if you're a beginner and you really want to bang out a week and get really good. I think you could, that's a great option for you. Now, going back to Mammoth, I'm going to mention another hostel that I stayed at because Mammoth does cost a lot. See, Big Bear doesn't cost a lot that much money, even if you're staying in a hotel. It's not that bad. Mammoth is rather pricey. And you can find deals and there's ski groups in California that go on trips, so you can always figure it out that way. But there's a um, a place called Davis Davison Street Guest House, and I've stayed there a couple times. I met the owner, and it's a really nice hostel, a great big kitchen, and I've always met really nice people there. And um, their website is mammothguest.com, M-A-M-M-O-T-H-G-U-E-S-T.com, and they are... For the area, very reasonable and very centrally located. So if you go there either by yourself or with friends, you'll end up having a really good time because you can then go out in town. They have a good uh, shuttle if you don't feel like driving. Sometimes you don't if you're going to go out and go to the bars or whatever. So it has good access to the, the shuttle and you'll be able to get around quite well. Plus, there's a shuttle that, you know, if you end up at one side of the mountain, and, or base lodge, and you want to go to the other base lodge on the other side of the many mountains that make up Mammoth Mountain, that's a nice thing about that mountain. Killington does that, too. Most of the big resorts that have multiple base lodges do that, and so I'm just saying that Mammoth has that. But getting back to the guest house, Davison Street Guest House, Slash hostel It's a good place and a good option to explore. Their uh, web link will be also on the notes for this show. So just so you know, uh, I'm going to mention that Mammoth Mountain opens on November 7th. So that's coming up in a very short time. I was going to say less than a month, but it's actually a little bit, little bit more than a month and then June Mountain June Mountain opens on December 14th. And so that's basically what you need to know about that. There is an airport there and you can fly in. It's really small though. I I know that the when I was there the locals were kind of like grumbling that they were going to expand the the airport. So It might have been like turned down because I haven't been there in a few years, but you can fly in. And I know that you go to the website that I'm going to be, I actually have a few links about how to get there by air. You can use that as an option. It's five hours drive, typically, without all the crazy snowstorms from L.A., and it's five hours from San Francisco. So it's a nice balance there if you want to meet friends from San Francisco and you're from L.A. or vice versa. It's a nice middle meeting ground. And so, oh, one more thing, two more things. One is uh, they have great hot springs around there. So if you don't ski, this is one of the things I used to do. Well, very high elevation there too if you're coming from LA or San Francisco. So here's the very important thing, that whole altitude thing. Even with the last show I did, I didn't mention altitude sickness, but I've gotten altitude sickness at, Ma- at Mammoth really, really bad, and it especially happens to me when I go to the hot springs the first day, but they do have natural hot springs. Uh, I have a book on it, and I don't know if I can find some of the links to some of them because they're hidden, but you can ask around, and a lot of the locals know where they are. Be prepared to be sometimes naked at some of them. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. There's hippies. I'm a hippie. But it's not weird. It doesn't feel weird. Unless you are weirded out by that, then don't do it, because you'll weird everybody else out. But sometimes there's, like, bathing suit ones, too. And this is more fun to do in the spring and the fall, but if you are in the summer. But I got so sick in the summer when it was when I did that first day, and then with the altitude sickness, I had headaches, I felt nauseous, I was like sweating, and I felt dizzy, it was really not fun. So you have to be kind of cautious when you start doing that hot tub stuff, and you're not used to the altitude yet. So that was one thing. The other thing is, if you're driving up from LA, seriously, be careful in Bishop. It's a little, little town that if they think you're coming from Los Angeles, they will stop you and they will pull you over. Now here's what happened to me in Bishop, okay? I went through there and I don't remember what I did, but they stopped me and they ticketed me. okay, whatever. I don't even think I was doing something wrong, but they were like, she's from Southern California, so you're there for. she's either an actress or has money. And I was like, whatever. but um, so let's ticket her and bring money into our town. So they did and I was literally and I fought the ticket because I don't think I was doing anything wrong. I was on my way to the courthouse to have my, my court date and on my way to the courthouse they ticketed me again in Bishop and I was there for like 10 minutes on the road, and they're like, Ticket! And I said, listen, guy. Well, they tried to, and I said, listen, guy, I am only here because I got this ticket, I don't believe it was accurate, and you're here stopping me again. And, and I'm going to have to come up here and argue with you guys again, unless that's what you want me to do. I mean, I don't know what the problem is. So he just gave me some sort of warning or whatever. I don't know. It was, it was like, I'm warning you to not come back to Bishop, because <laughs> there's really nothing wrong with your deal I just we just like to ticket out of towners so I'm just telling you that just be hyper vigilant there because if they know you're not from there which you know they will because there's like four people in the town they will ticket you okay so moving on you have to take that 395 road also if you want to get up to Tahoe from LA but mind you it is a seven hour drive so you might not want to drive from LA but you might also because it's really really beautiful so LA on 395 is 7 hours you could take route 5 all the way up that's that's my dog again he just shook his head he said don't do it The 5 is ugly and it is so you could go up and take uh, route 5 that also takes 7 hours so you might as well take 395 because it's a lot prettier and if you're coming from San Francisco you can take route 80 and that's 3 hours so it's a lot quicker for San Francisco people. If you fly in, the closest, um, you'll be flying to Reno and then taking a shuttle, which they have running all the time in the in the ski season because people love skiing Tahoe. And although this, the closest Nevada town is actually Carson City, which you'll drive not through but pretty close to um, when you're going up the 5 from L.A. I'm sorry, going up Route 395 from L.A. if you go that way which you should, because don't take the five, it's ugly, so, and there's nothing there, at least three ninety-five; it's interesting, and you could maybe do a day at June, or whatever, it's it's a pretty, it just gives you more choices, so, it's beautiful year-round, by the way, so, if you're not, if it's not ski season, and you're listening to this, it's a worthy road trip to go up to Tahoe, just to look at the lake and how it's laid out, which is really interesting. It is divided. For those of you who've never been there or aren't familiar with Lake Tahoe, it's divided. So half of it is Nevada and half of it is California. On the Nevada side, they have the gambling and everything and the resorts like that. He squeaks with approval, my dog. He's playing with one of his squeaky toys. So so the Nevada side has the gambling and those kind of resorts and everything, and it's festive. California is a little bit more mellow, and then the lake's in the middle. I've driven around the lake, and that's a lot of fun, too. I actually have never been there to ski. I looked at all the ski resorts when I went, but I didn't actually ski. I imagine it's fluffier up there that Sierra snow can get a little bit heavy at Mammoth at the end of the day with big mounds, big... I can't even call them moguls because they're not really formed very well. They're just big mounds of snow. And you get used to skiing it but, or snowboarding it or whatever, but because the snow gets pushed around by the end of the day really quite a bit. I imagine, though, that it doesn't happen quite as much in the Tahoe Mountains because it's a little bit fluffier up there and a little bit drier. So you can go to several resorts. It's not just like Lake Tahoe. It's actually several different resorts. There's Squaw Valley, North Star, Mountain Rose, Sierra at Tahoe, Alpine Meadows, Heavenly, and Kirkwood. And each one of those is huge and is worthy of a trip in itself. And a lot of places, a lot of like, like there's several ski groups. I mentioned that last week that I went to this mega ski group and they pick one and they just stay there for the week, which makes sense Uh, because one is huge and will just totally be able to satisfy most riders or skiers with um, terrain and variation. But you could try everything. I mean, it just—it seems like a bit of a hassle if you're staying at a hotel near one resort and you want to bounce around. I mean, you could do that in the Rockies. You could do that in Vermont. But it doesn't really, anywhere really, doesn't really seem to make sense. So pick one. Uh, all of them sound really good. Maybe I'll find—I'll do like an interview with someone from each specific resort at some point. But really, I'm gonna just say that um, I have informally interviewed several people a few ski instructors from there people who lived up there and came down to mammoth to meet friends or whatever and they just said um you pick one and you should be happy some are tougher than others but it should be pretty good i wish i had more information about about tahoe skiing i did that trip in the spring when I rode up there I waited in the lake it was great time I did this crazy switchback where I was like I can't believe people actually do this because when you're on 395 you just have to take this road up over the mountain to get into this you know circle of mountains where the lake is in the center of the circle of mountains so you're taking a switchback that is insanely steep. And with these hair, hairpin curves. And I just remember being on that road, being like, I can't imagine buses doing this in the wintertime, but they have to because they're coming from Reno. So that's kind of crazy. Wouldn't want to drive that, I don't think. I also would highly recommend bringing your snow chains or your spider spikes when you go to Tahoe. And, you know, it's just, again, it's a beautiful, the scenic ambiance in all three of these places is wonderful. So if you're going for skiing or riding, you're going to have a great time. If you're going just to enjoy it, you're going to have a great, great time. Just go as a road trip, go as a, 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 to do other activities that are not necessarily downhill activities. It's a great, California in general, is just a great place to hang out outdoors and with lots of variation. So today, to sum up, I covered the mountains down by L.A., Big Bear and Snow Summit, along with the other little ones like Mountain High and Baldy. I covered Mammoth Mountain and then the little June Mountain next to it. That's also looks super cool. I did take the chairlift, by the way, on June Mountain, and it really, there's like a base and you'd have to take a chairlift to the actual main base. It's kind of a weird layout, but, and you put your gear on these like weird, like, platforms that looks like, it's like a chairlift, but it's not a chair, it's like this weird, just, shelf where you put your gear, it's kind of crazy, so, and your bags and stuff, so, with no, um, you know, footrest or anything, none of the places out West really have that very often, so, sorry, that was a tangent, and, uh, so we covered Mammoth, we covered the Southern California, we covered Mammoth, June, and then we also covered Lake Tahoe as a, uh, nice overview of the California snow mountains to ride and to ski. And that pretty much sums up our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Seriously, I would love to get feedback from you. If it's good feedback, please leave it on iTunes so that people and leave stars if you're liking my podcast, if you have uh, recommendations or suggestions for me, or even want to hear a certain topic on something where I can find an expert, because I, I am fairly well-connected. I don't know why I'm not doing interviews at this point. I think what happens is I do start traveling where I get other stuff gets happening and I'm like oh I because I had like a bunch of interviews lined up and blah 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 you don't really need to hear this but I'm just saying that it's weird that I'm still talking by myself but I'm enjoying it and I hope you are too and if you're like hey I've always wanted to hear about Kansas well I'll find somebody because I honestly have never been to Kansas and I don't know much about Kansas but I will find someone who knows Kansas like the back of their hand, and they can talk to you about it if you want me to do that. Um, I can talk to you about Nebraska. I might. I've been tempted to, which you would think, meh, Nebraska. But seriously, I had fun in Nebraska. Okay, (laughs) so that is my show. And thank you so much for listening. So have a great week. I'll talk to you next week, and I'm wishing you happy travels.